This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Ying.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Hey, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio thanking you once again for taking time out of your hectic schedules to tune in to another fantastic weekly episode of Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Another shout-out of wholehearted gratitude to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald's corporate sponsors, Halton Honda, Forever, and Aha That. Your reviews, clicks, shares, downloads, feedback, and testimonials are always appreciated. Lisa's purpose and mission is to uplift you to fearless and to live more. To appear as a prospective guest on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald or to connect with Lisa regarding her suite of products and services, you can reach Lisa at livingfearlesslywithlisa.com. So for now, hey, our fearless friends, here's Lisa Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so very much for joining me, rejoining me again on this lovely Friday morning. My name is Lisa McDonald, host of Living Fearlessly with the Contact Talk Radio Network. Listenership spans to 175 countries, 220 TV radio terrestrial satellites, and the potential for millions of iTunes downloads. Once again, we are joined by yet another phenomenal guest. However, in this case, we're being rejoined. This is interview number two with Princess Marilee of Salona. So what can I tell you about her? Well, she is a leader in love. Miss Marilee is a two-time best-selling author, spiritual advisor, relationship expert, superhero, and author of The Game, a life manual for personal empowerment and character development through virtuous behavior. She is recognized as crown queen for the Marcy's kingdom and for the kingdom of God on earth world of love governance as a guardian of divinity. She's a force of nature, in tune and on a mission to demonstrate and inspire the power of love. Her life education is what you always needed but never knew existed. Blessed with an unparalleled understanding of the complexity of life, she is lovingly referred to as the Queen of Hearts, and I can certainly attest to that. Welcome to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald, my sister friend. How are you? Lisa, good morning. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> well, I'm super excited to have you back here, and I just want to say without going into any details, I, it was really nice talking to you last week. That was long overdue, and we've made a pact that we're never going to leave it that long again. So. All right. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. So I just friends. want to say, well, mm -hmm. we absolutely do. And we know that more than ever, right? Mm -hmm. uh, based on current times and pandemic and everything else that's uh, a byproduct of that. So I want to just like give the listening audience and the podcast of subscribers a little bit of context. So yes, I did interview you once before. Mm -hmm. um, what we did not talk about, and it's not necessarily going to be the primary focal point of the show, but I do want to give you kudos uh, for your amazing chapters in both Jim Britt, Kevin Harrington's book, Cracking the Rich Code, in book number one and book number four. And the, the chapters are brilliant the esoteric entrepreneur and why love is always the answer so of course i want to give you an opportunity to talk a little bit about that and what might have um in terms of looking back in retrospect merrily before we transfer over to talking about the game and other things of interest 
can we talk a little bit about your chapter? Yes, I would love to. Yes, because I think it's brilliant. Uh, when you talk <laughs> about you. Robert, when you talk about Robert, and you talk about Elise, and you talk about the two t- different paradigms of yes, let's co- let's contrast all that because it's okay. so so important. Okay, <laughs> I love it too. <laughs> so you should. It's beautiful. It's well Thank done. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I I want to hear your take on it because um, some people misinterpret. And, and, and I don't mind that at all. You know, the best thing ever is to ask questions for understanding, you know, you got to ask questions. So, um, do you want to hear my take? I do. I do. Okay. So when we talk about the story of Robert and we compare that, we parallel that with the story of Elise, what I absolutely loved about that is, you know, we still do, unfortunately, um, and I'd like to think there's been a, a paradigm shift that's gone on as a result of some of the more deeper lessons people have hopefully delved into as a result of COVID. And I think a lot of the lightness, the brightness, and I think some of the life lessons that have been instrumental in terms of lockdown. I don't look at just, you know, the inconveniences of that. or I don't look at you know, all the gridlock and things. I This has been an amazing time, I think, for humanity to really grasp what is fundamentally important. And I think when we're talking about leadership and we're talking about being an entrepreneur and we're talking about all the things that so-called are synonymous with success, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people have missed the boat. And I think some, pe- some people have really come into themselves, including myself on some levels, I will say, and your chapter kind of highlighted that for me. So when you talk about Robert and you talk about, you know, what he had um, based upon his father and and what he thought, you know, success was, I'm glad your dog can join us today. (laughs) I know, I figures, right? No, it's all right. That's all right. So, you know, and, and, you know, people have this preconceived notion and there's a lot of people who still do and you know success is a very uniquely um it's a it's unique to each person but it's not uncommon for people who have so-called risen in the ranks of the echelon of of having all the things that would be indicative of so-called success right the white picket fence you've got the domesticated wife you've got you know the great job you've got x amount of people working underneath you you've got the bankroll you've got the salary you've got the zeros in you know all those things which you depicted with robert but then when robert had an opportunity to look back upon his life and you know now I'm divorced and you know basically I can't make anybody happy and you know and then I get to see my ex with the children and you know they've gone on and and their lives no longer necessarily include me or the whole dynamic has shifted so when you talk about that and then you parallel that with Elise and Elise was very much you know she was always encouraged and, and, I, and I like the aspect regardless of whether you're religious or you're spiritual but you do preface things um, that I think come from the Bible. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm spiritual, but I, I very much am aligned with the messaging in your chapter, I have to say. Okay. And yes, absolutely. And so when when children and I try to be this parent, and and I resonated with that also from a parental standpoint too. It's, you know, to what degree do we do our children a service or a disservice when we we kind of uh, put them in the confines either because of our, our own indoctrination or our own false beliefs or the things that we've not deprogrammed from ourselves. And we don't give our children the opportunity to figure out, 
through process of elimination, you know, where's your sweet spot? Where's your happy spot? You know, what makes you happy without the prescriptors of this is what you should be, you know, and kids are always being enrolled in a plethora of different activities and everybody wants their kid to be successful. And, you know, they got to be number one at this and number one at that. But when you parallel Robert in terms of success to Elise in terms of success, Elise, I think, really did come into her own. And I see you as Elise, actually, because that's how you embody your life. It's really Mm -hmm. the spirit of this is who I am. I'm integral with myself. I come from a place of love. There's love in everything I do. There's love in everything I speak. There's love in everything I immerse myself in. And therefore, you're ultimately fulfilled because you're always in that good space with yourself without having to live up to somebody else's definition or description of what success is in terms of being ultimately fulfilled. So if I didn't capture it all correctly or succinctly, this is your opportunity to jump in (laughs) early because this is your chapter, but that was my takeaway. Okay. Well, I mean, for the audience, the, the chapter is called why love is always the answer. Mm -hmm. And so what I did was I gave a story about Robert and Robert is, you know, your, your typical earthly person who is, gets caught up and pushed into following money. Mm -hmm. He's groomed for it. He's pushed, you know, and his family pushes him. He makes his decisions based on money and career, not love. And um, he lets go of, you know, the love of his life to to follow his dream, right? And even though he ends up, you know, getting married and stuff, he still loses everything because mm-hmm. of his choices. You know, his he's disconnected. He doesn't have a relationship with his children, you know, and, and he ends up in the end with a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You know, he has it. That's what he wanted from the very beginning. But he doesn't have a family. He doesn't have the wife. He doesn't have the kids. His kids don't know him. Mm-hmm. And and even his employees don't care. Mm-hmm. No. And that's that is, you know, very indicative of, you know, a lot of a lot of lives, you know, in this world. And Elise, um basically it's the choice to love in everything that we do. And it is what you're doing is you are working for God's favor. You're not Mm -hmm. working for money Mm -hmm. and God's favor will always bring more than any amount of money. It's, it is the most amazing phenomenon. And I, and I will preach this forever because I mean, my life is just amazing. And you're right. That at least is basically my story in a nutshell. But, um, yeah, it, and it's, you know, people will say, well, I understand, you know, yeah, love is all good, but love doesn't pay the bills, merely. It absolutely does. Mm-hmm. It absolutely does. And um, as it, it not only does it pay the bills, but it brings you opportunities. It brings you people, coincidence, um, just, uh, just amazing. Your life becomes like a carpet ride. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and I know that you lead a yummy life and I know that you do it on purpose. I know you you do it intentionally, you do it deliberately because everything you do, everything that permeates out of you, it really does come from that inherent held belief of love is everything. Once you Mm -hmm. embody everything indicative of love, you be the love, you speak the love, you show the love, you demonstrate the love, you give the love, you know, it all comes back tenfold and it's not to be contrived and it's not to do it um, 
for the sake of it's you're doing it because that's really what we're here to do. That's really what we're here to be. And I think people get confused, you know, human doing as opposed to human being. And we had this conversation last week, right? Mm -hmm. You were kind of like giving me a plate of humble, whatever, like Lisa, what are you doing? (laughs) I was, you you were, but you did it lovingly and you did it kindly because, you know, we were talking about, you know, how you do work versus how I do work. And Ah. you were, you were so exhausted listening to me and yet you're just as effective, but you do it in a way where it's energetically different. (laughs) And, (laughs) you know, and it's not to say that I, you know, I just, it's a different DNA. um, And I wholly subscribe to, you know, love is everything. And I try to be instrumental in my vessel, my messaging, my everything with that as well. Um, but everything you do is so 100% staunchly predicated on that. And anybody who knows you mm-hmm. knows that's a hundred percent authentic. Thank you. Thank Absolutely. You. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I love that you said, Marilee, that, you know, love does pay the bills because, when we take some of these old adages, which really gets things disillusioned uh, in people's mindsets, right? And then they get on the trajectory of doing what they think is right, but they're doing it with the wrong right, frame of mind. So I think that's such an important point. Can we dissect that a little bit where how love can pay the bills for people who interpret information differently than how perhaps you and I might do at a more abstract level? Well, for typically, the best- yeah. you know, when... Uh- you're living in this world of money. There's so much anxiety. There's mm-hmm. so much fear, stress. You know, people are taking pills, can't sleep, working around the clock. Uh, you know, their hands are wet and wringing because they don't know if they're going to get the job. If they're going to close the deal. Uh, there's just so much that they're relying on. And because of that, it's like people are, are trying to find the edge you know, you're reading books, you know, how, how to, to like overcome these obstacles and how to, it's like all manipulation. Mm -hmm. And in love, we don't manipulate. There's Mm -hmm. no manipulation. There's faith, trust. And I tell you, the opportunities that come are so easy. Mm -hmm. And all you have to do is say yes. Where, where Robert you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use Robert as, as humanity. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's the one that's just like, he doesn't care about his relationships. I don't have time for my friends. Uh, I don't have time for my wife. I'm too tired right now. I'm going to work late. I don't have time for the kids. I'm not going to make the baseball game. Um, I, have, I have to close the deal. Everything is go, 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 go. And you're not, you, all you're doing is existing with these people as you get older. Mm-hmm. But you're not holding on to relationships. And even in business, it's all who can bring me the most. You know, I need to rub elbows with certain people and how do I get to know them? And, you know, I need to network and who are you? Ah, you're nothing. Get out of my way. And just the attitude is all about hunger. You're Mm -hmm. hungry, you know, where in love, it's not like that at all. We're not hungry. We know we're going to be fed. Right. We take, we take interest in each other. So who are you? Mm -hmm. You know, what do you want to know that person? Each time, whether or not they can read, you don't know. You don't know who they know. You you can't just discard people. You know, you, you can't feel entitled to treat people poorly, demean them, you know, just toss them aside because, you know, they're not they're not in line with your goal and especially your money goals. Mm. Right. So Absolutely. when right. So when we choose to love, 
you know, in my book, it's one move at a time. So you got to know how to behave. And each time you recognize when there's an opportunity, oh, I'm telling you, it brings you such joy because you see the opportunity where other people don't see it. And you jump on that so fast. And then it's almost like hitting the buzzer going, I win, I win, because I know how the universe works. Mm, beautiful. Right. Beautiful. Let me ask you this from a, a, cause I, I often wear my devil's advocate hat. Okay. So for again, the benefit of the, the listening audience and the podcast subscribers. Now, what, what if somebody were to say to you, and I know you're very discerning and I know you can cut through the BS very quickly. So I, I doubt this stuff happens in your life, but let's just say there's some tainted jaded people who are listening and they're like, well, you know what, Marilee, I once subscribed to your way of thinking and I tried to be that loving person, but you know, I got treated like a doormat or people saw it as a weakness. And then, you know, the more I gave, and perhaps in some cases I overgave, then people took me for granted. And, you know, I thought I was discerning and I thought I was able to err on the side of making good judgment, but I still found myself being burnt. What do you yeah. say to the, those listeners? <laughs> you weren't my follower. <laughs> <laughs> Simple. Right. No, no, my method is, is fail proof. It, it, it just, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. It is amazing. I mean, I don't want to float my own boat or my feathers or anything like that, but I'm telling you, it doesn't fail. Mm -hmm. And the better player you become, the more magical your life becomes. It does not fail. Because what you're doing is you're learning how to vibrate at the most high. So when the most high is love. Mm -hmm. So when you're vibrating love all the time, imagine, you know, uh, a castle and at the bottom you have, you know, the, the cesspool, the swamp, the, everything that, that is no good down there. But up high in the clouds, nothing can touch you. Nothing. Mm, beautiful. Right. Beautiful. Yes. So you are motivated to get up in the castle. That's where the real party is. I love and that. Then Right. And then when you see people who are, you know, behaving not so lovingly, you don't ever come down out of the castle ever. Mm. You have to allow them to rise. And if they don't want to rise and you just don't, it's like, I don't even recognize you. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, because you're right. When you're high vibing, you're operating at a certain frequency. And when we talk about vibe attracting, uh, you know, vibe attracting tribe, then the right people are going to show up. And that's what you were saying at the top of the hour, you know, like the right people show up, call it synchronicities, uh, call it co-creation, call it alignment, call it intuitive awareness, call it whatever. But that's what you're talking about. And it's so true. These people. Yes and no. Okay. And correct let me, me. Let me clarify. Yes. Yes. Okay. So that term, you know, attracting your tribe like that, mm -hmm. that's an earthly thing. Okay. That's, that's a 3D. Yeah. Okay. Um, you attract your tribe because, you know, we're all doctors, <laughs> we're all life coaches. Um, <laughs> we, all, <laughs> we all go to yoga. It's like, you know, you just group together that has right. to do with what I'm talking about. It's very lonely what I'm talking about. Right. Because it is the narrow path mm -hmm. and not very many people can walk it. Mm -hmm. I'll be honest. Yeah, it's too difficult. And why? Because the ego has is so much bigger than our faith. So we believe certain things to be true and right. So to your your question, but Marilee, I've you know, I've been trying to love and I get stepped on and this, this and that. They don't know the game. 
Mm-hmm. Right. It's their interpretation of what love is. And they're doing it wrong. And that's what's wrong with humanity. You're doing it wrong. If you were doing it right, your life would be completely different. You would never be saying that. Love it. Mm. Love it. Okay, so is this a segue to the game? Let's talk about the game. Okay. So tell us what the game is all about and what it's predicated on and and how does one become part of the Merrily game? (laughs) It's a philosophy. Yes. Um, Okay. And it's instruction. It's like how to do it right. How do, how do you, how do you live this life? Right. And then people would be like, well, who are you to say, right? What makes you <laughs> right? <laughs> Meanwhile, everybody can be an expert on everything else. But when it crosses into this domain, then all of a sudden people get a little bit skeptical, right? What, and you know, and that's totally fine. And, and it's unfortunate as well, because some people be skeptical and say, oh, well, let me see what this is all about and read the book. And um, they may not put it to practice, Mm. but you can't deny it. And if you don't put it to practice, once you know the answer, you're in trouble. Let me tell you, you are in trouble because this is a spiritual world we live in. And if you have the answer, uh, you know, for our instruction, because we were instructed, we need to love ourselves and love our brother. And that's it. That's all we need to do. God didn't say to do anything else. Didn't say to storm barns. We don't have to go out and make a name for ourselves. We don't have to have a career. We don't need to have a following. We don't need to do anything. Mm. All he's saying is to love yourself and love your neighbor. That's it. Beautiful. Mm. Now, when we talk about Robert and we parallel it with Elise, I mean, I think that encapsulates what you're talking about in terms of the distinction of people either doing it right or people doing it wrong. But can we break that down a little bit more and and maybe juxtapose it with the times that we sit in right now with COVID or what's happening in the political arena? Not to go completely specifically down the rabbit hole, be as generic or be as specific as what you want, but how are people habitually getting it wrong and what more could they be doing less of or more of to get it right? Okay. So again, it's a lot of words, Lisa. <laughs> you know down. me, you know me. <laughs> I tried to get as much in, in a finite period of time as possible. I know. Okay. So let me see. You want me to compare it to the story and then Tell me again. Okay, so Robert, Robert was basically living in this 3D world and he's living by ego, just like humanity is living by ego, doing the best that you can with what you have at the time that you have it. And it's generational. You know, you've been, you were raised by parents who have an ego and on and on and on, and you pass it down to your children and you have certain belief systems from this 3D world that you think are right and you think your behaviors are right. What happens is they're wrong. And so you keep passing it down to the next generation. And this is why first century, we don't know how to do it right. And Elise put a stop to all that. And mm-hmm. basically you, t- you got to slow down and start to think about what you're doing. How it's, it's like a Rubik's cube. You know, you got to look at it and you have to match all the colors on all the sides, not just the one side that you're looking at. Love that. That's a great metaphor. Yeah, thank you. So in the game, what I've done is I've I've taken the complexity of life and I have broken it down to a game. So it's instruction. And if you can imagine a chessboard, right? Mm-hmm. You can only have one player in this game. It's just you and your player. That's it in life. One player at a time. <laughs> 
Now you have a king and a queen. Mm-hmm. And in that king and a queen, your your king is your honor and your t- and your uh, excuse me and your integrity. Mm-hmm. So you want to keep your king on the board. That's the whole premise of the game is you have to keep your king on the board with your player and ideally for a lifetime. What happens most often is they lose you or your player loses a king. I mean, instantly. And mm-hmm. you don't, you don't recognize it. And so that failure to recognize how you or your player lost the king, you keep putting in more time into this game. And it's like, hey, there's a king off the board. What are you doing? It's never going to get better after here. And and then people think, well, we just have to keep working on it. Well, we'll just go to counseling. Well, we'll, you know, dig deeper into our past. Well, we'll, you know, we'll sit here and we'll talk about it. <laughs> And it's like, no, it's off. Get out of here. <laughs> right. And, um, you know, and people might think, oh, my God, Marilee, you know, that's not true. I mean, we could solve this. And it's like, okay, okay. And um, I'm sorry to say, I'm right. It doesn't okay. get solved. <laughs> what happens <laughs> is people bury all of their, you know, their junk in their relationship and they make nice and put a smile on their face and say, no, we're good. We're good. We're really good now because you know why? We're too attached to time. Mm-hmm. I've invested five, 10, 15, 40 years in this relationship. I can't call it quits. Why? Because it's my whole life. I mean, this is what I built everything on. Yeah. But it went south five years after you got married or even not even before that it went south before you even said I do mm. and you didn't recognize it right mm-hmm. okay let's let's go back to the chessboard for a second so yes. it, again if we kind of deduce it to um okay so if we're in the game of life correct me if I'm wrong and again you might have a different interpretation Okay, but in terms of being, in, <laughs> but in terms of being in compliance with the rules of your game, whether you're doing it right or doing it wrong, you're the expert in this conversation. So I'm taking my cue from you. Okay. But when it comes down to in the in the at the end of the day, with any aspect of life, is it really not? It's not the king versus a player, or or well, the, you are the play, you are the king. You embody the integrity. I get that. But when we're talking about any other role within the game. Is it not just always you versus you? It's not nope. you versus, okay. Mm. I, mean, it, it, I mean, yes, it is you versus you because there's you versus you. Being the universe is always watching every move you make. Mm-hmm. There's you versus you, meaning you've got to watch your ego. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, your player, it, you and I. I'm watching you to see what pieces you have on the board and I can recognize immediately what you're lacking and I can, I can recognize immediately what rules you're breaking. So if I know that you're breaking all of these rules, I can't trust you. Your King is gone. Okay. Let's go deeper with that. Let's, (laughs) let's hold, let's hold that for, let's hold that for a second. So if we go from a religious standpoint, we go from a spiritual standpoint, we, we're, we're saying, you know, God, universe, Allah, Buddha, whatever the case may be. If we're, if we come from the premise that we're all one fundamentally, mm-hmm. right? right? No matter mm-hmm. how that gets paraphrased or scriptured or sure. whatever, 
but if we're all one and we're all connected and we talk about, and again, you might correct me and say, well, th that's 3D jargon, Lisa. But if we talk about, <laughs> right, if we talk about mirroring, so I can only see in you what exists or pre-exists in me. So if I are on the side of, I only see Mary Lee as this beautiful, loving person, right? Mm. Um, can I really knock you off the board if we're one in the same? No. <clears throat> okay, excuse me. You're not knocking me off the board. That is, or, you, or sorry, you're knocking yourself off the board because you're not in compliance with doing the right things by being integral with the king or the queen within you. So, the king in chess, you know, you only mm -hmm. get one move, right? Yeah, Left, right. Okay. So basically, he's stationary, and you you allow all your other pieces to protect that king. Mm -hmm. So your honor and your integrity, basically, just be quiet. Stop mm -hmm. talking so much because you're going to get yourself in trouble. Mm -hmm. Okay. The queen represents your faith. She's the most important piece on the board. Whether you believe it or not, whether you're re religious, rather, you know, it doesn't matter what you believe in. Mm -hmm. If you don't have faith on the board, you're going to lose your king. Period. I agree you with don't. that. Yeah. So if you can recognize in your player... Now, okay, well, let me just finish that. If you can recognize in your player that they don't have faith, you know for sure you're going to get hurt. So you don't trust them. So their king is lost immediately. Now you just play nice. You know what I mean? You're just cordial with this person in real life. You're just cordial with them, but you don't trust them. Trust mm -hmm. is very, very important. People don't understand how they, they give up that peace immediately, immediately. And they don't understand it. It's like, how do you keep that trust? How do you, how do you keep it? So you hear people all the time saying, I don't trust anybody. It takes a long time for me to trust anybody. And yeah, because you don't know how to recognize your player. Mm. It takes me seconds. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. it, so when you, when you put these skills to work and, and they are, <laughs> they don't fail ever. When you put these skills to work, your life changes it's almost like a veil of darkness is pulled across you start seeing the light going oh my gosh mm -hmm. everybody is like this and the end's like yeah so you have to look but you have to look in the mirror you're right you got to look at yourself because you'll only be able to recognize in others what you can see in yourself so if you're breaking all the rules but you're not seeing it you know or maybe you can maybe it's easy to point the finger at somebody knowing that they're breaking a rule like, for example, one of them is uh, no assumptions. Can't make mm -hmm. assumptions. And people think they're really good at not making assumptions. Not realizing you're making an assumption like every five seconds. Mm -hmm. And if you're not slowing down, you got to slow down. You can't be running 100 miles an hour and think you got this. You don't. You have mm -hmm. to slow down, look at your pieces, think about what you're going to say. You got to grow a filter in your throat, not say everything that you're thinking. and and, and be strategic about how you're learning to love. It's a skill. Beautiful. And you got, yeah. Yeah. And you really have to, I mean, you got to take it on the chin a lot of times yeah. because your ego, you know, I refer to the ego as, your, as the devil. Mm -hmm. It's awful. It's, it's, <laughs> the ego is not your friend. Okay. Well, let me ask you this based on, on your philosophy, how you live life, uh, how you would, distinguish yourself as doing the right things okay and being integral with yourself so when you look at what's playing out 
in the real, in the world, you know, in the 3D world, what's your synopsis? What's your takeaway in terms of, again, for the benefit of the listening audience and the podcast subscribers so that they can understand all of this, generically speaking, you know, do you think people as a result of some of the things that have played out, call it a combination of the Me Too movement, call it uh, what's happening in Washington, what's happening with uh, pharma, what's happening with COVID? Do you think people are more awakened, awakening, or still asleep at the switch, combination of the two? Where do they fit into your game of outside of the 3D existence? And <laughs> if people were playing the game, we would not be in this situation. <laughs> but, no. in but in terms of people turning things on their head, because obviously there's different schools of thought and there's a lot of controversy that's coming out. Not everybody's subscribing to what's happening on mainstream media. Not everybody buys in. There's a lot of people who are questioning everything and not rolling over and accepting everything. So based on knowing that there's a lot of divisiveness that's going on, does the, does the divisiveness, is that an indicator to you that we are more so awakening humanity-wise or are we still asleep at the switch? Uh, it's in levels. We yeah. are awake to the truth, definitely. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, everybody's at their own pace. The game is the next level for those who are ready right now, where we're at in this situation, uh, you know, everybody's world is being rocked by the deception, you mm -hmm. know, by the truth of the lies. And, um, you know, just the, it's unfortunate how we've been trained to just go to work, pay our taxes, sit on the couch, watch TV and, you know, get some rest, go out on the weekend and do it again. Your whole life is like that. Mm-hmm. And, mm -hmm. and these, these entities, we'll call them, mm -hmm. have taken the ability to control our mind by all these devices and have just really enslaved us. Very true. So now the awakening that you're talking about, yeah, it's like we're understanding the truth of it all, but even that is not love. You know, right. we can understand, I can see that you're lying about something, but it doesn't mean I understand love. That's true. That's a very good distinction and a very important distinction. So thank you for clarifying that. Yeah. And then, so the, you know, when you start to really, really put these principles into play, then you rise to an elevation where you're looking down at the earth and all of its, you know, the chaos and you see these players and you can see the lies coming right out of their mouth. It doesn't matter who it is. Mm -hmm. And it's like your, your intuition and your common sense, your critical thinking kicks in and you know exactly who's lying when. And it's like, this is nothing more than a play going on right now mm -hmm. on earth. So you, and, you keep doing what you're doing because you're living in God's world. This is God's world. At the end of the day, it's God's world. Mm -hmm. Whatever, and so, whatever humanity has got going on. That's the ego. That is literally Satan enslaving this planet. And, and so, it's coming to an end. People and, are waking up. And so Mary, realizing that love is the answer. Yeah. And so based upon all but of that. we still need to know how to do it. True. True. And so what is your ultimate forecast or prediction for where things lie in, in your way of, of 
tapping into it and knowing who's doing it right and who's doing it wrong. Do you have an overall synopsis for where you think we're going as a human race, humankind, uh, you know, love trumping everything? So basically what you're doing is you are looking at the world, you know, from this, from the castle. You have to imagine yourself up in that castle in the sky looking down, you know, on this theater that's going on and not be um, in it. You know what I mean? Because people are too caught up in it. And I'm not in it. I'm mm-hmm. not in the play. You see what I'm oh, saying? Like, yes. Go ahead. So, okay. So give us a, a snapshot of what life as Marilee looks like. Like, you know, in terms of living life in the sphere of love and and knowing that you've got it right. You know, let us know what, because by contrast, people will then be able to do a comparison, an analysis and go, oh. They won't know. They won't know. They won't know by what I say. They won't. They have to know the game. There's nothing I can do to sum up, to tell you how my life is. My life is so magical, I can't even tell you. I mean, every single day, I'm in tears because it's, it's, God is so amazing. And that is no exaggeration. I am overwhelmed, speechless to know the truth about this world, about how it operates. Um, and I don't mean the 3D world. I mean like God's world. Mm-hmm. It's when God says, you know, he'll deliver as promised. It's no joke. When God says, you know, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind can conceive. Like you can't even think about it. Mm-hmm what God has prepared for those who love him. So love him who? You. You got to love yourself. You got to learn how to do that right. Mm-hmm. And I, let me tell you, what comes out of that cannot be explained. That you, you, you literally are like, how do I explain this to people? This is the craziest thing ever. And all you can do is live your life. That's all you can do is just be there and enjoy it. And so when I'm, you know, helping others, you know, with, with whatever their struggle is when they come to me, I mean, it's so easy for me to identify what went wrong and what mm-hmm. the answer is, you know, it's like, it's, it's just kind of funny. I mean, I, I, um, you know, I have people calling me in tears you know, crazy, wanting to take pills and, and, you know, trying to calm their nerves and anxiety and, and sleepless nights, all this stuff is going on and they don't know how to get themselves out of that entanglement. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, you know, all I need is a few conversations because the devil doesn't want to let go. You know, I get off the phone and the devil's like, oh, no, you don't. And it gets you by your And <laughs> <laughs> wants to pull you back in that hole. And, and it's like, no, no, no. I, I tell him, every time you start to feel that way, you call me. You text me. You let me, you know, let me straighten him out because I see where he hides. I know mm-hmm. exactly what to do. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the gratitude I get is just, it's just amazing. They're like, how do you do that? And mm-hmm. it's because I know the answer. And, and you can know the answer. Everybody can know the answer. I wrote it in the book. Mm-hmm. But you got to put it into play. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I think that's why I was asking the question, because I know it's not something that's easily explainable, but knowing that there's people who, as a result of listening to you today, who want more of what you embody in your life, or they recognize in the areas without being able to crystallize it or break it down or articulate it, you know, they know that they're off kilter. They know that they're not living in a sphere of love. They know that they're, they're grappling with things that are not serving their higher uh, vibrational self. They know that they're out of alignment with themselves. They're not integral with themselves. They're not that king. The king's getting, you know, 
knocked but, off. Okay, let me, if you don't mind, let me stop you sure, there. <clears throat> sure. Because the, the perspective has to be correct. Okay. When you talk, and talk is, is um, integral to, to understanding the game. Mm-hmm. All right, perspective. The king is on the board. So when y- you are attaching it to me, this is true. However, you have to visualize that you have pieces. You have to. Because if you internalize what I'm telling you, it, you you're letting your ego take over. You can't mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. You have to get a control of that ego and look outward from yourself. Look at this board just like you would a chessboard, just like you would Monopoly or anything else. Mm-hmm. You have to, right? So you're looking at, okay, I've got this set of rules over here and I can't do that. So, and I only have four pieces on the board. What am I going to do? Well, you don't have a move. You got to keep quiet. Mm. You got to wait. See, that's the only thing you can do is keep your mouth shut Mm because you don't have a move. But as you gather your pieces on the board, now you become a stronger player. Right. And with each piece that you, you know, you put on the board, it's like you start to understand, understand how it works and you put it to use and by eliminating these rules, these behaviors that you're not to do. Now, anytime your player, you know, whatever the situation, it doesn't matter how stressful it is. You're not reactive. Mm-hmm. You're going to move a piece. And okay. It, it yeah and it it's just it's just um i don't know it's fail proof the, well, the thing is is practice 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 hmm. right and and but putting and i know jargon is so important to what it is that we're talking about but for the sake of of radio i'm wanting to get this across to a broader audience who when you've said you know there's not very many people who understand this wa- this walk they're not walking the path it's very isolating it, you know it's not for the fair weather you know so i've got to explain things in a way that people understand before they get to a point of perhaps reaching out to you i'm just trying to be the conduit between the listeners and you and knowing that you're living in a world that the majority of people are not they haven't signed up they're not awakened to it they don't understand it but to make that leap of faith where they connect with you either as a result of doing an initial consultation or they want to explore this through an initial conversation that's what i'm trying to say in terms of how do we make this understandable for the listening audience who eventually could become prospective clients or become part of the game or become part of all of what you have to offer that brings them to a place where they are more integral with themselves. They're living in a sphere of love. That's I'm just trying to bridge that gap for people who aren't in your world, Marilee, right. or, don't, or don't have the same <clears throat> takeaway in terms of, you know, God is good, God is great. Um, and, and I feel like every day is full of magic and I'm crying. Like majority of people aren't feeling like that. So no. I'm trying to bridge the semantics gap between the person who might end up talking to you, who needs to understand a little bit more. Right. Well, you know, um, let me, first let's go there. Um, I don't take clients and, okay. um, yeah, I don't do consultations. Okay. Yeah. And, um, I have, you know, my university, which is by invitation only. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the reason for that is I have to know that somebody is committed mm-hmm. because what will happen is people don't understand they're going to make me their player. And you don't make me your player because you're going to lose. You have to allow me to be your coach. 
You have to allow me to show you what you're doing wrong. And a lot of times, you know, I'm telling you, the devil's working inside of us. That ego wants to tell you otherwise. And, you know, it's like, all right, but let's look at our lives. Okay. That's proof okay. positive. Okay. Well, I'm glad that you clarified that because in making reference to your bio in Cracking the Rich Code, Volume 1, it does say Merrily is available for consultation, speaking engagement. So I just want to make that clear because there's people who might want a copy of the book just specifically to read your chapter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and thank you for that. Um, yeah, that was a while ago. Right, right. <laughs> I have since not done that. <laughs> Right. Okay. Well, that's good to distinguish that because books are timeless, right? And and they whoever might already have a copy or no, whoever... actually, it's not even published yet. It's not published yet. So here's the beauty of that: it's not published yet, and um, there are people who are learning the game, putting into practice, and just being like, "Wow, okay." But as soon as it comes into print, and those who read the book, you're going to understand now if you listen to this recording. Like, whoa, that's what she was talking about. Whoa. Right. <laughs> Beautiful. And I'm sorry, I wasn't, just to clarify for the listening audience, I wasn't making reference to the game being in print. I was talking about what it cites in your bio in, in Cracking the Rich Code and books being timeless. So for these books that are currently circulating oh, yeah. or, or for people who want to get the Mary Lee compilation of everything, all your bodies of work, mm -hmm. I just wanted, I wanted to clarify that. That's oh, all. thank you. Yeah. The best thing to do is to go to MaryLeeofSolana.com because I have all, you know, the radio show and, and, um, the Mary Lee show and, and books, all, all that stuff is there. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really working on, on getting the book out because, <laughs> you know, it, it's really amazing the timing to those who are waiting for it, who have been waiting for it. It's like, what the heck is taking so long? <laughs> <laughs> Come on already. But you know what? It's divine. It, it yes. Yeah. And um, it could not have come at a better time. Uh, I just sit there and I just, I'm just amazed because certain things will go into the book and go, of course. It couldn't have been published without that. It's it literally the spirit working through me, putting these words on the page. I can't say that I'm doing it. It's just, I'm like, wow. Beautiful. And, and I know how unfortunate it is, and I cannot stress this enough, for people who read the book. Once you read the book, you have the answer. You have to use it. If you don't use it, this world is going to eat you up. Wow. Because you are, yeah, because you are choosing Satan. Literally, you're choosing the other side. It's like you have the you have the answer in your hand. Nope. Okay. Okay, let's let's just quickly because I want to be cognizant of time, but let's talk about that. And again, you might correct me and say, no, Lisa, that's 3D jargon, that's the 3D world. <laughs> but but you know, when people talk about, you know, uh polarities and dualities and, and black, white, and people want to try to oftentimes work within the gray because they don't believe in everything a hundred percent because they're always open and receptive to different perspectives or the fact that they themselves might evolve into a different paradigm shift, a different way of thinking where they even call themselves out on their own and go, you know what? I thought I was actualized like five years ago, but mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So, yep. um, you know, so what do you say to the people who are listening, who are saying, okay, well, you know what? I still believe that I'm, I'm living within the sphere of love. And I still believe that I'm being integral with self. Like I am, you know, I know when to make the calculated moves on the chessboard based on always being integral with self. Um, but I have a different way of 
living in the world or viewing the world, and it might not be 100% congruent with the way Mary Lee thinks, um, but obviously It's not about a view. Okay. It's not about a view. That's your ego talking again. Okay. It's about experience. Mm-hmm. Okay? You can talk to me all day long about how awake you are and how you understand what love is and how you've, you know, gone through the process. It's all BS. Mm-hmm. It's all BS. If you haven't been brought to your knees in tears mm-hmm. because you realize what life is all about, you don't know what it's about. You don't know. I guarantee you, you do not know. It's amazing. You don't have the perspective. You don't have the authority to tell me that you know if you have not have had a one-on-one experience with God. You, is, you just don't. And you can say, well, how do you know, Marilee? How can you look at me and judge me? Isn't that judgmental? Ego. Ego's mm-hmm. talking again. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, what if somebody who, without using the word perspective, but we go with um, experience, okay? Okay, sure. Okay, so you've got two different people, and, you know, like, um, and I'm not saying that you're trying to quantify it or qualify it based on, it's not about competition, but what if somebody says, well, you know what, you might understand gratitude in a different way that I understand gratitude, it doesn't make me less grateful. And we can use the gratitude as a metaphor or parallel for love. That's a shield. Okay. Yeah, that's a shield. Okay. That's just a defense mechanism. If you're going to tell me (laughs) that um, that my idea of gratitude is different than your idea of gratitude, you don't know gratitude. No, no, no. No, I don't mean me and you, Lisa. I'm talking about anybody out there who's saying that, you know, we experience gratitude differently. No, I know without a shadow of a doubt what you will experience if you follow the game. Mm-hmm. It's it's a gift to me. Mm-hmm. Because okay. I get to witness it. Yeah. Okay. So how many Marilees? And I mean, you're on, you're one and only. There is no other Marilee, mm-hmm. right? So there's no carbon copy. There's no duplicate. There's no replica. I mean, you are unique and you're special. You're beautiful. You're divine. But in terms of other people who you've been able to see yourself in because they really wholeheartedly are it they're living it they're breathing it no you know this is what how it goes okay you get into my nucleus yeah all right if you're around me Mm -hmm. i mean the closer you are to me the more you feel this love the Mm -hmm. radiation of the of what's right what's Mm -hmm. pure what's wholesome it's like it's like oh my god it becomes so clear but what happens is, <laughs> I tell you, that ego, man, says, I got this, I got this. And you start running off. And so you there becomes a greater distance from my philosophy because you're thinking you've got this. And in reality, you don't got this. You've, you're slipping again. Mm-hmm. And then you slip back. Why? Because it, this is a spiritual battle between good and evil. Mm-hmm. And that evil is so sly. The devil's a chameleon. He'll he'll change it. He'll make you think you're all that. He'll he'll make you think that you know everything that glitters is all for you. And then he'll and then he'll take you down to your knees and you know you have all this negative self talk. I mean he'll just throw you around the room and throw you against the walls and you don't know what's <laughs> happening. You know, <laughs> it's like I thought I had it together. What's going on? 
and uh, now you're in the, the fetal position in the corner. It, it's that's just how it is. So so to say, ask if those people that are around me how they're affected. The lives that I touch are being affected in ways that it's like it's almost something they can taste but can't describe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And until you have the book in your hand, it's like you won't have a true um, instruction mm-hmm. on how to do it, like a, a real idea. It's like, oh, gosh, I do that all the time. Oh, gosh, I'm guilty of that, too. And now you're trying to operate in the world. You see how ugly the world is. You see how ugly you are. And you're like, well, what? But merely they're like that, too. It's like it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Let them be like that. You mm-hmm. are rising to something higher. Now, now you got to keep your mouth shut because you don't have a move. <laughs> <laughs> You're hilarious. Well, you know what? This is, this is, I love what we're talking about. And I don't think the time that I can afford you here does this much justice. You've done it justice, but it's something that I, I mean, I can't wait to get my hands on the book and mm-hmm. I'm not even going to ask you when it's coming out because you've already kind of stipulated, you know, divine timing will dictate that Lisa. So don't even bother asking. Yeah. But, well, you know what though? I mean, here's the thing. I do see the light at the end of the tunnel. I'm so excited. So right now I'll give you a little, a little piece of where I'm at. I know we have a minute. Um, so in identifying these pieces in people and the character, right, mm-hmm. we get caught up in the physical attributes, in our personality, right, mm-hmm. and our intellect, and then our character. Mm-hmm. And we don't know how to divide and conquer so that we win with love. We don't know how to do that. So right now, that's where I'm at in the book. I'm, I'm telling you how to do that. How do I identify these things, separate so that you're not drawn in and, you know, like some people are just like, oh, but he's so handsome. I wanted to work because he makes me look good. (laughs) Right. You know, but he's a rat. Right. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So we're going (laughs) to identify the rat long before. (laughs) Right. Save yourself some time and headache and heartache. Absolutely. Mm Mm-hmm. That's well, right. listen, Marilee, I want to give you the opportunity. Where can people reach you? Where can people already buy uh, or, or seek out Cracking the Rich Code for your Volume 1, Volume 2 editions? So I've got um, all four of the books on there uh, on mm-hmm. my website, MarileeofSolana.com. You can go there and uh, listen to, you know, my radio shows, give you a, a new perspective of a lot of things. Uh, the radio show is, again, all about love, gives you a lot of things to think about, sink your teeth into and go, hmm, okay, I never thought about it like that, that mm-hmm. type of thing. You can go to The Marilee Show, that's on YouTube, and um, although I've, I have taken a bit of a break, all my old shows are there, and again, it's all about love and a lot of fun, a lot of fun. And um, <clears throat> and then, of course, on Facebook, I am still there. I am still there while it's hanging. <laughs> You're hilarious. I feel it's a dying breed, but, you know, I do put my post there. I have my blog. You can read that. You can subscribe to the, to the email. Now, again, my emails are very sparse. I don't like, you know, putting junk in people's mail, just going, look at me. You remember me? You remember me? I don't do that. Right. Yeah. I am. If I'm inspired to tell you something, I will write a blog or an email and send it to you. Fantastic. And um, yeah, so. beautiful. Well, Marilee, I want to thank you once again for the gift of your time, for your insights, and just for showing up exactly who you are, who you know you're meant to be. And um, I learned so much from you. 
I really do. And uh, I just want to thank you. I think you're a beautiful soul. And I think the world is starving. And I know you don't like the word hunger, but the world is hungry for your loving knowledge and um, your loving essence, your loving being and the spirit of who you are. So I want to thank you once again. And to the listening audience, I want to thank you as well for the gift of your time for joining myself and Marilee today, this Friday on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. I'm exceptionally clear on my purpose, and I know you're dissecting this, Marilee, from a 3D perspective, (laughs) but I'm here to uplift you to fear less and to live more until next week. I wish you all my very best. Stay safe, healthy, and uplifted. Thanks again, Marilee. Take care, everyone. Thank you, Lisa. I appreciate it. Love you. Hey, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio thanking you once again for taking time out of your hectic schedules to tune in to another fantastic weekly episode of Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Another shout-out of wholehearted gratitude to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald's corporate sponsors, Helton Honda, Forever, and Aha That. Your reviews, clicks, shares, downloads, feedback, and testimonials are always appreciated. Lisa's purpose and mission is to uplift you to fearless and to live more. To appear as a prospective guest on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald or to connect with Lisa regarding her suite of products and services, you can reach Lisa at livingfearlesslywithlisa.com. And until next week, our fearless friends, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio telling you to be your own hero. Be your own hero, be your own leader, and be your own best friend. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.